We work hard as physicians to take care of the health and well-being of our patients. But when it comes to our money, do we have the same condition of care? Probably, probably not. Let's change that together. Welcome to the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast, where we'll fight and advocate for your financial literacy. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. Thanks for being here. Let's jump into the show. Before we get into the show, let's talk about this week's sponsor, Deputy. At your practice, what happens when staff call out sick? How much time does it take to find replacements who can fill in? If you need to cancel appointments because you're short-staffed, what does that cost your practice? Well, Deputy is a simple app that's helped more than 250,000 workplaces tackle this problem. Deputy makes it easy to schedule staff in line with patient demand, communicate schedules with your team, and instantly find replacements when someone calls out sick. To learn more and try Deputy out for free, go to doctorpodcastnetwork.com forward slash deputy. Again, that's doctorpodcastnetwork.com forward slash deputy. Now, on to the show. Welcome, everybody, to today's newest podcast episode for the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast. And as you know, we tout several types of freedom. The first is time freedom, location, financial, and emotional freedom. And so today we have a extremely special guest. She's done some really incredible things, has a really unique and interesting story that I want to bring to the masses. So we have Dr. Jordana Rothschild, and I'm going to bring up her bio really quickly. So Dr. Jordana Rothschild is a um, is a physician. She's a preventive medicine physician who has expertise in preventive medicine and her unique brand of care to give the ability to take on your own health adventure. She has spent her career helping people stay healthy before they get sick. She helps patients reduce stress to improve symptoms and manage chronic condition. So a couple of her um, things you should know about Dr. Jordana, she led a team to provide medical care to underserved communities in Haiti. She also joined FEMA medical response team in Puerto Rico after Hurricane Maria, and she's enlisted in the U.S. Army at age 40. So she's done quite a number of fantastic and really interesting things. She received her medical degree from Tel Aviv University Sackler School of Medicine and studied mind-body medicine at the Benson Henry Institute for Mind-Body Medicine at Mass General Harvard Medical School, which is one of the premier institutions in the country. She also holds a master's in public health from Columbia University's uh, Mailman School of Public Health, and she's board certified in general preventive medicine and public health, as well as occupational and environmental medicine, and is a fellow of the American College of Preventive Medicine. So um, she's also the um, uh, host and founder of Alpine Health, uh, which has a um, several unique programs that you'll hear about, as well as her blog. So without much ado, welcome Dr. Jordana Rothschild to the show. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. It's really, really exciting to be here, to meet you, to speak with everybody. Yeah, we're. I know we were just talking and discussing, and I know a lot of it, uh, we 
we met during the pandemic over Zoom in a lot of Facebook groups. And uh, I know you read a number of uh, Kevin MD, my Kevin MD articles, and you also um, joined several summits. So it's great to uh, make connections, make friends, and you know contribute and collaborate to the um, community. Yeah, it's great. Some good things did come out of this pandemic. <laughs> exactly. So uh, I'm always interested uh, in the backstory. I always want to hear people's motivations, inspirations, very unique stories. And so give the listeners a, a backstory of how you came about, um, what you went through, and then where you're going now. Okay. So back way, way back at the beginning when I was in residency in preventive medicine, I have this really clear memory that we were given this group assignment to design our ideal medical practice. And together with some of my co-residents, we came up with this really exciting vision of this lifestyle medicine practice where patients could come and lean on each other for support and they could come learn how to cook healthy food and they could learn how to exercise and have a place to exercise and they could receive their comprehensive care, their pain managed, you know, managing whatever their injuries, their illnesses, everything all in one place. And it was like just this beautiful, gorgeous picture that we had in our head. And then the assignment ended and residency finished. And I got like, you know, a real job, <laughs> which was great. I mean, I, so I went back to that traditional path where I became an attending in the hospital where I had trained in my residency. And then I went to another large healthcare system and everything was fine. I was just like everybody else. I was an employed physician working for a large institution. And I did that for about a decade. And uh, until the pandemic hit. And so fast forward, it's now May of 2020, and it's my birthday. And it's my 40th birthday. You know that big, huge birthday bash that you want to have when you turn 40? That was <laughs> the pandemic. So that, that didn't quite happen that way. It didn't happen the way I had planned. Nothing ever does, right? Right. But, <laughs> but I decided, you know what, I at least want to do something for my birthday and my friends surprised me they drove by in this car parade it was nice and depressing at the same time right remember those car parades where everybody kind of like waved in their masks this was this was new york in may so we were really in the peak of everything and and it was bleak um but i gifted myself my very first bicycle so there i am 40 years old and i've never learned how to ride a bike hmm. and I scored myself a bike, which I don't know if this happened where you live, but getting a bike during the peak of the pandemic was like, it was miraculous that I was able to get my hands on a bike, but I got a bike and that was my really, that was my gift to myself and my 12 year old son. And I, and then the bike kind of sat there for a couple of days and I was like, I don't think I can do this. And uh, my 12 year old son looks up at me with his sweet little eyes and he's like, mommy, you can do this. I'm going to help you do this. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I'm kind of scared. What if I fall? Right. The, the thoughts that are in the back of my head when I'm getting ready to ride this bike, the first thought is like, what if I fall? What if I scrape my knee? What if I hurt myself? But the other thought that I don't think I really wanted to admit to myself out loud is everybody's going to look at me. Everybody's going to laugh at me. Look at this old person getting on a bike guided by a 12 year old kid what's everybody going to think? Mm -hmm. 
And that that's so pervasive, right? We all worry so much about what is everybody going to think? Mm-hmm. And and that holds us back from so many things. And it, it, it can paralyze you when you're so worried about what's everybody going to think. And, you know, you think back to your career, you stick to the path because everyone expects you to. Everyone in the system expects you to do things a certain way. And you're afraid to break away from that mold because what is everybody going to think? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know what? When your adolescent child actually wants to spend time with you, you do it because adolescents don't usually want to spend time with mom. Mom's not cool. That's okay. I went into the parking lot of this preschool, which was empty now due to COVID. And my 12 year old son stood next to me and was like, mom, you can do this. And so I kind of like, I got on and I wobbled a little and then I went forward and then I stopped again and, and, you know, put my feet down and stopped myself. And then I went a little farther and oh my God, I got it. And I did it. So then kind of baby steps, right? We went for like a half mile bike ride and then a two mile bike ride. And I really got the hang of it, but I was still terrified the whole time. I'm scared of falling. I'm scared of hurting myself. And again, that gnawing thought in the back of my mind, I'm not actually that scared of getting hurt. I'm much more scared of when I fall, everybody's going to stare at me. And then we finally build up to go on this 30 mile bike ride. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was great. I had a blast. It was really, really fun. But like the whole time, even in the, the long, as it got longer and longer, by the end of each bike ride, my knuckles were still white from clenching the handlebars so tight, right? Because I was still nervous. I still couldn't relax. I was still terrified. So we go on this 30 mile bike ride and right around mile 15, it happens. There's this really narrow passageway and this really sharp turn and I'm going a little faster than I should be and I fall. I mean, I just went down. Mm-hmm. and I scraped my knee, I scraped my elbow, but guess what? I didn't die. I survived. I was okay, and more important than that, all the people that were nearby came over to just, like, see if I was okay, and they were so nice, and I realized that not only do I not be need to be afraid of what people think. And not only does it not matter, but most of the people out there want to help me. They're rooting for me. They want other people around them to succeed. Mm-hmm. And that was like this aha moment for me. So I got back up on my bike. I was fine. I finished out the bike ride and I could finally relax. I had I could stop worrying about falling because I fell and survived and it was okay. And that was when everything changed for me. I realized that I don't need to care what anybody thinks. I don't need to be afraid of falling. I don't need to be afraid of anything. And shortly after that is when I opened an LLC and started my own business. That's uh, it's amazing. And what, so you, um, what kind of, tell us, you, you mentioned so many um, fascinating things uh, in terms of bike riding and learning how to ride a bike and um really it's a uh, almost like a metaphor for um really what happened during 2020 and really all of life so um 
you know, I tell people that, you know, the pandemic was a, um, a needle that burst the bubble, but, you know, the bubble was actually, you know, decades in the making, um, culturally, socially, politically. So, and then but I really resonate with the idea of, you know, um, fear of failure and fear of hurting yourself, what other people think, not knowing, and then baby stepping along the way and you learning and then, you know, your big aha moment. So that's just a fascinating uh, story. And so you learned a lot and you applied it to your starting a business. So tell us, uh, you know, what uh, your, your current endeavors and what you're doing now. No, I went back to, I, I opened right with this ideal medical practice idea that we had come up with back when I was in residency. And I realized that that was what I wanted to be doing all along. So that's what I'm doing. I am working on building an ideal medical practice where we can treat people comprehensively. We can look at people's entire lifestyle. We can help them stay healthy and active and happy and productive in a way that doesn't make them feel like it's institutional, right? I don't want to just be sitting and, you know, getting people in, getting people out, writing prescriptions. I mean, yes, that's necessary, but there's so much more to health than just fixing diagnoses. And so I wanna create a space where we can really look at a whole person, every aspect of their life and keep people healthy, keep people healthy. Health is not the end goal. Health is the means to living a good life. So, you know, I don't want to get somebody's blood pressure under control so that their numbers look good. I want to get somebody's blood pressure under control so that they are around for their grandkids or so that they can go on a bike ride when they're 80 or so that they, whatever their, so that they, whatever their why is, that's what we need to keep our eye on. That's the big picture. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of, yeah, it's, this is a great point. And um, a lot of it's, you know, cause like our medical healthcare system uh, I remember, you know, graduating medical school and I'm like, oh no, you know, this is the real world and, you know, it didn't look pretty. So, you know, you describe your ideal medical practice and, um, you know, just the creativity and innovation and, you know, as physicians, we all went into it to make a difference, you know, to change the world, change patients' lives. But, you know, like I said, the system has its limitations and it's really sort of, um, uh, almost like an assembly line type of uh, setup. So, but um, that's really interesting. Tell us more about some of the principles that you incorporate, like diet, fitness, nutrition, uh, you know, any sort of uh, mental health, meditation. I'm excited to hear. All of it, (laughs) all of it. So I don't, I really don't think you can do any of it in a vacuum, Mm -hmm. right? We are, we're complicated and we have so many dimensions to ourselves and therefore we have so many dimensions to our health and they're all interconnected. So, I mean, one of the things I think about when it comes to lifestyle medicine, um, again, as a preventive medicine physician, I'm trained in lifestyle medicine. So lifestyle medicine has different pillars of lifestyle medicine, which include the food we eat, the way we move our bodies, the substances we put in our bodies, the amount of sleep we get, the quality of sleep we get, the amount of stress we have, and our social relationships, the way we connect with other people. But when I think about those, first of all, each one 
is dependent on the other, right? Like if I'm sleep deprived, I'm probably going to be irritable. And if I'm irritable, I'm going to snap at my colleagues and my friends and my family members. And if I'm snapping at them, that's going to impact my relationships. And when my relationships aren't good, that's going to increase my stress, which is going to make me, I don't know, eat garbage and not feel like exercising and be fatigued. And then I'm not going to sleep. It's straight. It's this whole cycle. And I kind of see that whole cycle as interconnected. And I would put stress in the middle of all of it. Mm -hmm. I think that stress causes us to not sleep and not sleeping causes us to have stress and you know all, they're all connected but I really think that stress and the way we cope with the challenges that are on our plate that just is at the center of all of it but I also think that you don't I think it's impossible to expect somebody to fix and I don't like the word fix but to tackle all of those all at once right that's huge that's overwhelming but because they're so interconnected, you actually only need to improve one of them. And there's there's a reverse domino effect, right? Everything else will be better. So if you just pick one, and it doesn't even matter which one you pick, you pick whichever one is the lowest hanging fruit for you. So if you feel like, you know what, I could probably eat much better. And that's within that's within my skill set. I have the ability to do that. So if I start fueling my body with food that makes me feel better all that other stuff is going to fall into place or, you know, whichever, whichever one of those things is the one that works for you. And you make baby steps again, right? Just like riding a bike. You're not going to, you're not going to go on that 30 mile bike ride your first day. <laughs> but as you conquer each thing, as you overcome each obstacle, you get there. That's, that's, um, uh, so, so, um, and this really, um, cause I, the, you know, the medical profession, we have, you know, diagnoses, we have, uh, tests, we have treatments, we have um, drugs, we have medications, you know, we, and procedures, and that's sort of the paradigm. And, um, but, uh, you know, as you alluded to stress and um, wellness, and there's a lot of um, alternative uh, sides of looking at the whole entire patient that um, you can start to incorporate in their overall wellness and diagnosis and treatment plan. So, um, is if people were more interested in uh, learning about lifestyle medicine, um, I know you have several. You know you have some several upcoming events um, for your um, uh, audiences and for potential clients. Um, tell us where they could go and learn more about this because it's you know it's very um, important. You know especially for example, you sleep um, and really just stress management, stress reduction. Um, you know, all of these are very important in our lives today. Absolutely. We, so if you are local to the New York region, we are so excited now that things are reopening and most of us are vaccinated. We're so excited to host our first in-person, real, in-life events is going to be on Wednesday, July 28th at Pintar Vineyards, which is a vineyard on the North Fork of Long Island. And mm -hmm where we're going to be doing a mindful drinking wine tasting. Oh, wow. I am so excited about that. It's going to be great. And wow. we're going to talk about mind, body, medicine, stress management, and how to really be present in the moment when we drink wine, rather than using it to numb ourselves, to escape from the moment. Mm -hmm. um, in addition, we'll, we don't have a group. We have an eight week group program. It's not open right now. Our next group will be enrolling for the fall. 
mm-hmm. you can get on a waiting list for that and you can find out about that at alpinehealthmd.com. Mm-hmm. And we also have a Facebook group where we are constantly posting material, doing, we do weekly trainings there to teach people different aspects of mind, body medicine and lifestyle medicine. That's, that's awesome. So for all the um, audience and all the listeners um, that are tuning into us, um, all of the um, Dr. Um, Rothschild's links and resources will be um, posted in the show notes. And, um, uh, and uh, so, so Jordana, you've, you've given uh, such a fantastic metaphor for this show, which is, you know, translating, learning how to ride a bike into um, improving patients' lives. So uh, before we go, what is your, what are your final parting words for our audience and our listeners? So one of my, the most inspirational people that I follow is a Paralympic skier named Chris Waddell. And he actually climbed Mount Kilimanjaro despite the fact that he was paraplegic. And um, he, one of his, one of the things that he says is that bold isn't a superhero. Bold is fear and the courage to try to fail publicly and colossally. And so the one thing that I would want to leave everyone with is that we all know what we can be doing. We all know what we're capable of. And it's usually fear that's holding us back. And that's whether it's in your health, whether it's in your life, whether it's in your career, your relationship, whatever it is, my biggest advice would be not to let that fear hold you back. Yeah, I love that. So, you know, because it's it's progress over perfection. So a lot of times we feel like we have to be perfect or we have to fit this mold. And um, really it's just going out there, um, executing and learning from it. If you succeed, you know, that more to you but if you know if you failed at least you learn something for the next time but if you you know if you don't try or you quit then 100 you you fail because you didn't you didn't get anything you didn't learn anything so and today we have so many options we have so many resources so you know really the fear of regret versus the fear of failure is is, is a much greater fear so thanks so much and um uh you know we you've given so many uh wonderful stories and wonderful gems and all the resources will be posted in the show notes below thank you so much thanks so much for having me what a great show with deputy before we end here's a quick reminder if you want to boost efficiency across your practice and make staff scheduling easier try the deputy app you can try this award-winning technology for free by going to drpodcastnetwork.com forward slash deputy again that's drpodcastnetwork.com forward slash deputy. We'll see you next week. I'm excited that you made it for another episode. You are truly the best. If you've been following the show for a while, you know that my passion is to bring you the education you need to find your path to financial freedom. Please come back week after week for new content, new resources, and great guests. Until then, if you haven't already, please be sure to check out the website www.drchrisluemdphd.com for more support. I'll see you next week.